one instead. It's a lot better. I don't have my mouth wide open like Serena. I don't always have my mouth open. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we watch every single episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and break it down to talk about why it is that we love this show so much. And we have one of my favorite episodes uh, today, (laughs) an episode that I think is my favorite for completely different reasons than Jordan likes it. Uh, I'm mostly in it for the hamburger shot. I mean, listen, it's one of the best things in the series ever. It is pretty great. And uh, to talk about it, uh, I I guess we should say it is episode 27 crushing on amy the boy who can see the future yeah. uh and in order to talk about that with us we have a guest that i'm very excited about uh someone that i have literally wanted to have on the show since our first episode and this is finally when schedules have lined up that we can get her on cat murphy is here cat welcome to the show chris thanks for having me uh now cat you and mm-hmm. i met because you are the uh co-founder and co-host of the one shot rpg podcast that i've been on a couple times uh where we were playing a uh, the uh, feng shui role playing game, which is kind of an action movie inspired role playing game. Yep, based on things like uh, Big Trouble, Little China. That's the sort of feel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I was playing Jackie Chan, just straight up police story Jackie Chan. And you were playing a, a magical girl. I was playing Action Angel Lala, who was like a cross between '90s Sailor Moon and like Street Fighter. Yeah, which like, look, I knew we were going to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just that that became obvious very quickly. When you when your character uh transformed with magic nunchucks, I was like, Cat Murphy and I are going to be pals. <laughs> We're going to be buds. I'm excited to finally be on the show. It's a it's a shame that the the elite world of podcasting just eats up our lives. I know. It's look so busy, so busy in this <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This it's breakneck world. It's all uh, true. So and, and in fact, we should. I mean, oh, well, I guess it's too late. But I, I mean, we, I was. I wanted to apologize for missing an episode two weeks ago as well because I was away. Speaking of being busy, y- you were away, uh, not buying me any Sailor Moon souvenirs. Uh, <laughs> unless, unless you did, in which case no. I will retract. That, I mean, that no, complaint. I don't think I did. How I, dare you? I went to I went to Disney World and we did go to the Japan Pavilion of uh, Epcot Center and they did have Sailor Moon merchandise. I put up a picture of it. Um, they had a whole bunch. Well, like I had like one rack full. And uh, no, I didn't buy, <laughs> didn't buy you any. I bought some stickers. That's all I bought from it. Unbelievable. I came very yeah, close. Betrayal. What? Oh, it's a betrayal. Oh man, I came very close to buying a Luna hat, but I was like, I'm never gonna wear this stupid hat. It was like a, <laughs> like a you know like a baseball cap or like I think it like was- a baseball cap. So did that? Was it like just brimmed? And then her face was on the like the logo part. No, well, it had her whole self, and it said Luna, um, but it also had like a little bit of a designness to it. Like if it, if it was more simple and more lo- just Luna, I probably would have gone for it because I do love Luna. You could have worn it for the recording. It could have been your special recording the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I ha- I still have. I actually have a couple of Sailor Moon T-shirts that I wear, um, and they're all from the original Sailor Moon craze. But for the most part, they're all shirts that my wife bought as extra large to like use as like night shirts that then eventually when we got married she was like do you want to wear these and i was like yeah 
I hope they're like '90s Sailor Moon shirts too, because I know there's a lot of there's a lot of like really cool uh, designy like you know. Uh, I had Sailor one Moon that shirts. was I had one that was like a like a baseball shirt that had uh, a chibi version of Sailor Moon done in pink glitter. Oh my god! Oh yeah, gosh. It was so cool. <laughs> These ones are very oh. straightforward. Again, one with just Luna's head, one with the uh, the five scouts standing next to each other, and one with just Sailor Moon standing next to standing next to the logo. That's it. Very simple. Well, uh, Kat, I want to hear more about this uh, this baseball shirt. So why don't we Please. just go ahead and talk about how you uh, got into Sailor Moon? What is your history with our favorite okay. magical girl? So I guess I should give a, a small bit of backstory on me, or or really with my parents. My parents uh, <laughs> eloped to Japan to escape an arranged marriage. Wow. Um, and then stayed there for five years um, and then moved back to the States to have me. So I'm someone who grew up with a lot of random Japanese culture in my life. Like all my parents' friends were Japanese and all my aunts and uncles were constantly sending me things from Japan. Um, uh, can I just say, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of amazing. That is a that is a magical girl origin story. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that's, I just sort of grew up with these things in my life and I didn't understand, like, I didn't deal with any of the things that you guys dealt with, with finding anime of like it being so hard. These things were just available to me. So my uncle Stuart told us about Sailor Moon when it was happening and my dad made sure to find it for me when it first aired in like 94. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the time I was like six or seven, I was pretty young. Um, so I was completely obsessed with it. I like made over all of my dolls like Sailor Moon I made myself a Sailor Scout uh, that my dad like laminated into a placemat I was <laughs> completely obsessed um, and then uh, it then you know they kind of faded away as as things do when you're that young and you're, you rapidly become obsessed with lots of different things and when the show came back around I was 10 and I was a really like a I was a really lonely nerdy oft made fun of middle schooler and I had one friend friend and she like we became friends because she had a Sailor Moon folder and I saw it and was like I know what that is and uh we you know instantly bonded and my whole middle school career was pretty much just magical girls so yeah that's that's how how I got my my start with it um something that uh I don't know if you guys have talked a lot about Smile Mag but but Smile Mag was huge in my life that mm. was that was a really critical thing that like it kind of picked up you know when Viz started putting out the the comics mm -hmm. um at the same time Smile Mag was putting out like Sailor Moon S or it was later on so I got like the two storylines the beginning and around the middle kind of concurrently so i knew a lot about what was going on pretty pretty early in it was cool it was a cool setup now, did you ever visit uh jordan's Rini hate page <laughs> i have not yet visited it i think it would hurt my heart too much because Rini uh chibiusa is my favorite scout what okay 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 we have asked we have asked everyone on the show who their favorite scout is and no one has said uh chibiusa yeah this is no the first one has said Rini. Well, I, I'm very happy to defend this if you guys are willing to let me because she's diehard my favorite and makes me really sad that everyone hates her. Oh, please. Like, look, we're still a ways out if you, uh, if you are, if you are watching the show for the first time and following with us. <laughs> Which is a weird way to experience Sailor Moon. <laughs> it's uh, pretty. The, I, I advocate that, though. I think it's awesome to follow uh, yeah, We're weird, like but we're I think it's great. I feel like we're bad annotators. Oh, like sure. We are, 
Uh, but yes, uh, then you don't know about uh, Chibiusa yet. But well, we've uh, mentioned her a you, million times. We have. We've <laughs> mentioned that that she is terrible. Uh, so, Kat, please, <laughs> I, I would love to hear your counterpoint. Okay, uh, are you guys willing to let me talk about the manga a little bit? I won't get into story, oh, yeah, but I sure, want to talk sure, about. Please. Okay, okay, cool. So the the manga is my favorite version of Sailor Moon, which sounds insane. And now that I'm an, an adult, like it's it's just not as good as some of the other versions. I can admit that to myself now. But I think. I think part of what really got me about it when I was young was uh, that it was almost exclusively world building. That's you ex- experience things through Usagi's perspective um, and you're kind of following along this thing with her. But like, unlike the show, which really fleshes out the other characters, you pretty much only get Usagi powering through a universe and slowly learning about the like the politics of what's going on with the Dark Moon Kingdom and then getting onto the next storyline, figuring out what's going on with that villain. It's all story and world building. And as a kid who basically watched watched the first thing and went, what is going on with Luna? I want to know why she's a talking cat. Uh, <laughs> you don't find that until like the second to last volume of, of the manga. They tell you exactly what's up with her and Artemis. Oh, wow. Um, I, I look forward to finding yeah. that out exactly because I'm sketchy on it. I vaguely remember, but forget a lot of it. People keep telling me she's a people and I okay. don't believe she, them because she's a cat. She's a pretty, pretty people people but she's she's but there's something up with that she's like a people and a cat and you find out why and that was really important to me as the sort of young kid who was really into world building i make uh, i make dungeons and dragons style games now so that's just kind of like i know that that's who i am so unlike the show you don't get a lot of the other scouts in the manga and pretty early on you're introduced to chibi moon and Chibi Moon, if you guys don't know this, I'm sorry, spoilers, is uh, Usagi's daughter from the future. What? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You sorry, I didn't guys. know that from when she shows up and uh, Usagi goes, hey, that's my hairstyle. And she goes, no, it's my mom's hairstyle. <laughs> there, there are a few clues along the way for, for careful viewers of the show <laughs> to pick up on. <laughs> So basically, she goes through her first story arc where you figure out what's up with her. You learn that she's Usagi's daughter from the future and they resolve her immediate storyline. But then immediately after, she comes back and she stays in the past with her mom and the scouts learning from them. And she's really the only other perspective character that we get. I love her because she's exactly like Usagi. (laughs) But, but... Stick with me. She, even though Usagi was technically closer to my age, she came across as like the younger person learning from all of the really cool scouts whom I admired. So she was like Robin to Batman. You, if you were Chibi Moon, you got to hang out with the scouts and learn how to be strong young women from them. And that really resonated with me. I like, um, I cosplayed Sailor Jupiter when I was 13, uh, and I remember feeling so inadequate because even though I was around her age, I didn't look like the tall, willowy figures that Naoko Takeuchi drew. But I did look like Chibi Moon, um, and I, I sort of got what was up with her. I mean, I here- appreciate you uh, calling, comparing her to Robin and putting it in terms that I could understand. <laughs> right. yeah, that was a special Chris. I think that uh, the problem with Chibi Moon for me personally. Uh, is very much related to what Chris points out as the problem for for Ray, which is to say a lot of it has to do with the the way that they have to stretch things for the show and also even more so the way that that Deke released the show 
because the way that Deke released the show was they didn't even finish season two before in that first batch of shows. Um, and it just would loop. You'd go along, you'd get Chibi Moon showing up. She would show up and be horrible to Serena a lot and just make Serena mad and, and say mean snotty things all the time. And then we don't even get to the end of that season. So we never get to a, po- a point in that original run where Serena likes her. So I, as a viewer who loves Serena, don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's exactly. I think that's exactly the same way that it was with me because, uh, as I have mentioned on the show, I love Sailor Moon, but like I don't even think I've seen the end of Sailor Moon R because it was just right. never on when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, and you know, the, I, I look, I'm buying all the DVDs. <laughs> I'm watching it on Hulu. I'm getting to it now. But for me, uh, uh, Rini, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. was she's the worst parts of Usagi and of Rey. Like she's right. she's kind of you know uh, bratty and and flighty like Usagi, but she's also mean. <laughs> No, it's really interesting. And like, I feel like the manga justifies it really well. And it retains the like, she does annoy Usagi. But in the manga, you're like, Usagi, why are you yelling at this eight year old child? Why are you jealous of her? Chill out. Yeah, okay. Um, Usagi's jealousy, like Usagi's jealousy of uh, of of uh, Chibiusa of Rini, is like off the scale bonkers. It's insane. It makes so little sense. Because it's like, and like, mm-hmm. well, it's like you know, we know that we know that uh, Darian uh, is into this fourteen year old girl, but like, we at least know that that's like the 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 floor. Like, that is the bottom. Oh of no, his, of his interest range. Like he's uh. definitely not into this six. Yeah. So, so, so it's that. For me, I love her because I love the manga foremost, and she's really the second main character in the manga for, in, in at least the way I experienced it. I also love Sailor Mars, and so much of that love <sighs> comes from the manga instead of the show. You're right. Looking at the show, she's super mean. Yeah. A lot of people have told us the manga. She's a very different character, and, and, and not even just in this fact that it, they had to stretch it out, but also just in the things that she wants and. And does are are just very different, right? In the episode that we're going, well, no, in a while we'll talk about uh, a thing with her where I totally forgot that she dated, uh, or the, yeah, Momoa, she yeah. dates, <laughs> yeah, Mamochan. Um, what she would never do that because she hates men. Um, also, <laughs> it's really interesting that they made her mean and antagonistic to Usagi because, like, the only she's grumpy in the manga. Like, she's really refined and then has these moments of being grumpy. And I think it's so cute that, like, there's a 14 year old girl trying to take herself seriously and getting grumpy at situations, and her friends have to like chill her out. That's just really cute, and none of that comes across in the show. Yeah, and it, it cannot be over stated uh how different the manga is from the anime just purely in terms of pacing yeah uh if nothing else the pacing makes it a completely different experience like we're we're half a year into sailor moon at this point we're over half a year in we're 27 episodes in and we are literally at chapter five of, <laughs> even, yeah that's the insane. fifth weekly chapter of the manga <laughs> We're not even to <laughs> Sailor V yet. That's yeah. it's crazy. Uh, but that uh, your your mention about uh, about Ray uh, does kind of segue into this week's installment of Motoki's Game Corner. <laughs> 
oh. which is that I played uh, I played Sailor Moon, another story, the Super Nintendo RPG, for you about did. five oh minutes. God. Five minutes? Wow. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm parceling it out. This is going to be a, a, an ongoing feature for the okay. rest of the show. Good, good, good. So the the first thing that happens is that Usagi wakes up. Sensible. Yeah, it's it's the middle of the night. Uh, Luna gets her out of bed because there's some disturbance outside, and you go to uh, jewelry store Osapi, and there's a monster attacking Naru. <laughs> so it's right on track. <laughs> That's the first thing that happens? The first thing that happens. The plot of the, of are the you, game from... Well, I was going to say, are you tell. Sailor Moon yet? Or Yeah, you're Sailor Moon. Okay. All the monsters okay. from the like first arc, like the first season, I guess... All the monsters are coming back. Okay. So you like the jewelry store monster is attacking Naru and her mom. Uh, and then you and then, you know, the next scene is you go to the shrine and all five scouts are there. Uh, all five of the inner senshi are there. And uh, Ray is mean. So that's where I quit playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kat, we will we will definitely want to have you back on when uh, when Chibi Yusa c- gets here, because I feel like she's going to be a divisive figure. And oh, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it because I know that uh, I know that uh, Betty Fallon is a, a she said, if you don't like Chibi Yusa, then you don't like Sailor Moon. Right. Oh, Which I wow. think is a strong statement. I mean, look, yes. You, you know, by the end of the show, you like all of them. You you do. Even the ones that are jerks. You're like, oh, you know what? I've come to like you. But that doesn't mean they're not jerks. <laughs> Oh man! Already, already getting into it. We're like fifty episodes. Okay, ahead. you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be back for that. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about this week's episode, which is uh, episode twenty-seven, "Crushing on Amy, the Boy Who Can See the Future." Uh, Jordan, what is the American title of this episode? Mercury's Mental Match. That's a, that's not a bad title. No, it's not terrible. Not a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's, note that he is, he is not Mercury's love match. <laughs> oh, wow. <sighs> and I'm going to tell you right from the start, because we get a little bit of it in the preview. This episode, there's a lot of clothes getting ripped off in this episode. <laughs> and by a lot of, I mean, it happens once. <laughs> but they like all get ripped off. <laughs> Yeah. They also, also show it a lot. Yes. The animation just in general in this episode is, it's like, you can tell certain episodes were done by either certain directors or certain teams. Uh, and the dude who, I'm going to assume it's a dude for reasons that will become apparent in the second half of the sentence. The dude who likes to give Luna really, really big ears also likes to do a lot of obscure shots. And that is that is something <laughs> there that were a happens couple here, yeah. in this episode. Uh, we also get a new intro, mm-hmm. new intro sequence. So for those of you who are joining us, our heroine is uh, Usagi Tsukino. She's a cancer, blood type O, birthstone is a pearl, but we don't find any of that out anymore. All that information, you should know it by now, because instead we find out that a uh, a new Sailor Guardian has joined the team, joining uh, Ami Mizuno, the girl genius, and or the kind-hearted girl genius. Yes, come on. Excuse me. And uh, Reihino, the hot-headed psychic, we have a fourth Sailor Guardian, uh, who is Makoto Kino, Sailor Jupiter. She has a heart of gold, and she is super strong and she is awesome. Does and it say she's awesome? Or are you editorializing? No, no I, I just said she's awesome. <laughs> okay. She is awesome. Uh, and with four Sailor Guardians, nothing can stop us. Uh, so, so sorry, Minako, you don't matter because you're not <laughs> here yet. Um, speaking of, uh, just very, very quickly, uh, 
speaking of uh, Sailor Jupiter being awesome, we did get some super awesome pictures of Sailor Jupiter uh, doing Action Comics number one. Did we really? Oh, I haven't really? seen them. I haven't yes. seen them. Uh, two people drew it for us. It's up on our favorites uh, on our on our Twitter, which is at uh, Sailor Business. Super, super cool. Super cool. We had said we wanted to see that and people delivered. Oh, man. That is exciting. I'm going to go look at them right now. <laughs> uh, do you remember uh, who who did them? Let's see. I've got my favorites open. Uh, okay. looks like uh, Josh Hetchinger. Yes. One and T. A. Shepard. Uh, oh man, these like these are pretty great. Uh, oh man, the the one that uh, T. A. Shepard oh, did has no. uh, Luna as the guy freaking out on Action <laughs> Comics number one, which is a great touch. Yes, it's a, it's they're, they're both very fun. So uh, and I, I the 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 T. A. Shepard one, I had to look at it going, wait, why does it say number four? And then I'm like, oh, that's the, that's the Jupiter sign. Oh, yes. it's the Jupiter symbol. <laughs> yes, come on, Jordan. Is the guy running away the guy that was one of the guys that was harassing yes, yes. oh wow yeah it is wow wow this is good this, this is, is detailed. Uh, this is uh, excellent work uh extra credit goes to th everett who completed his sailor business homework <laughs> so okay so i just wanted to mention that quick um but yes she is now part of the team and we open in the dark kingdom this week <laughs> Uh, and right away, you can tell that it's a, a different uh, animation team because Queen Beryl looks different than she did in her in her last appearance. And it's it's nothing like all the stuff's there. Like she still has the boomerang on her head. She still has her kitty cat fangs. <laughs> she just looks different. Uh, she is not swirling the energy for one thing, which I think makes her makes her look different. There's no energy swirling in this episode. Yeah, weird. But yeah, that's kind of your 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 first sign that things are going to be a little bit weird in this episode because I think I think we can all agree this episode is visually visually weird yeah it's it's extra cartoony it is it's like it's, you get a lot of uh profile shots of the characters like particularly uh amy that look really um what's uh what's uh the uh, rama one half creator rumiko, rumiko takahashi no, no that's yeah, yeah, there we go sorry i know i was i was watching it while you guys are talking sorry <laughs> no problem yeah. they they look uh, they look a lot more like those designs they're much you know the heads are much more round and no, nobody has quite the pointy chin <laughs> that they have in previous episodes. Yeah, you're right. So uh, basically, Queen Beryl has called in uh, Kunzite and Zoocyte to give them a recap of the series thus far and our current plot line. <laughs> which involves the seven rainbow crystals that will combine to form the silver crystal, excuse me, the legendary silver crystal yes. uh, that they need to resurrect their great leader. And right now, I think, is this the third or fourth? This is the third. This is the third. So right now, Tuxedo Mask has one. The Dark Kingdom has one. So you can kind of guess where the next one is going to end up. Yeah, uh, ba- which- Barrel is basically like, we got the first one and then you let him get the second one. By the way, we need all of them. So you already blew it. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to, we'll, when, when he goes to get the next one, we'll trick him into, what? I don't, I don't even know. They're playing it stupid, to be honest with you. When he goes to get the next one, we'll get, we'll get the one he already got. Well, why would he have it on him? And yet, and yet he will. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, he definitely will. Accurate. <laughs> we shall see as the weeks roll by. That is a perfectly reasonable assumption on the part of the Dark Kingdom. Uh, so yeah, that kind of sums everything up just for those of you who are joining us late. Rainbow Crystals, Silver Crystal, Great Leader. Everybody's getting one, at least. They've got, yeah, Dark Kingdom has red, uh, uh, Tuxedo Mask has orange. It's it's weird. That the, are, are they in order? Because yeah. this one is yellow. Yeah, no, it's, yellow. it's Roy G. Biv order. Next oh, one is going to be there. green. <laughs> wow, awesome. Uh, so from there, we go to uh, It Is Morning, Ami Mizuno, the 
kind hearted girl genius. She is walking to school. She is walking to school while reading a textbook <laughs> because she's a genius. And that's what you do when you're a genius. You just study literally all the time. Uh, and a, a boy uh, is running up behind her uh, to talk to her on the street. And his name is uh, Arawa. I, I missed his first name, but they say it. Uh, Luna says it quite a bit. And Arawa is a new classmate at uh, Juban Middle School, a.k.a. Crossroads Middle School. And he uh, is taking the same tests as Amy. And he stops her from walking into the path of a falling steel girder that would have killed her and therefore doomed the world. <laughs> they would have been fine. No bubbles, whatever. Do you think, do you think bubble spray could stop a girder? I do. No, I'm saying, I'm saying the scouts wouldn't need the bubbles. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? Amy I'm sorry, I'm the, sorry. Amy is the brains of that team. Well, no, Luna's the brains. Well, depends what Luna's you Luna's the cat? The <laughs> okay. No, Amy's uh, wonderful. I don't want Amy to die. I, I was just yeah, joking. Yeah, good, good. So yeah, uh, the, gir I, the girder falls, and it, again, in sort of keeping with, there, there's a. I'm trying. Heavy sighing. I'm trying not to be a creep. Is the problem? There, there's a thing I notice in this episode, which is they animated Amy's clothes a lot more than they normally do. And I think it's because she's the romantic lead of the episode. Do you know what I mean by that? It's sort of a weird thing to say. But again, in this episode, the girder falls, and then there's a lot of her clothes flapping around. And then later she plays volleyball, and, and her clothes jump up, and you like see her belly more than you normally would. Well, I think it's not just... Sorry. Please. I think it's not just her clothes, though. I think it's her hair, too. You know, that's that's her eyes are a bit more detailed. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like... um You, you know how Cora, as we neared the end, Varric got more handsome? It's since he was... Is supposed to be a romantic lead. They're 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 doing the same thing with her. I, I think you're I think you're right. It seems less to me like like uh it, it just seems like there's a lot of dramatic wind around her now. <laughs> yes. Uh which is a, a staple of uh of anime. Like when things are about to get dramatic, the wind picks up and, and blows your blows your clothes around a little more. Uh but yeah I that is true. And you mentioned that we're gonna see uh Amy play volleyball later, which does not seem in character at all. <laughs> no. She seems to be playing it recreationally. Like it's not for gym class no she's wearing her because she's wearing her uniform not her gym clothes yeah which she should be in cram school by then i don't know i don't know who she, told her she had time for volleyball no i actually wrote it down because it's literally the scene after she goes i didn't get a perfect score i should study more and then we see her playing volleyball and i was like <laughs> bullshit amy goes home and she picks up a book <laughs> right then uh, speaking of perfect scores, uh, guess who did not get a perfect score? Oh. It's Usagi Tsukino, our heroine, uh, who got a, uh, I think the test is out of, is it 800 points? Yeah. It's no, a, no, or it's 900. 900, it's I think. 900. 900, right. Uh, she gets a, a 501, I think is what it is. Was it 501? So I thought it was- pretty low. No, no, no. no I think I she got a like 587. 586. Yeah, she got uh, a 586. Makoto. Makoto got a 601. 601, yeah. So uh, This Usagi was actually super Makoto. annoying because if you watch it on uh, Hulu, the stupid little bird in the corner covers the scores and you can't read it. Do you know what I'm talking about? There's a little I, symbol. It's really annoying. Look, why don't you buy the DVDs, Jordan? Uh, because I want, well, I want the Blu-ray. You do, you do a <laughs> podcast about this show every week. You spend the money. Get the DVDs. I was bro. hoping someone would get them for me for Christmas and nobody did. Well, I should buy them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, look, you're an adult. Buy your own Sailor Moons. <laughs> so, not surprising that Usagi is uh, not doing well. Uh, Makoto, obviously, uh, also kind of an average student, which is, I guess, something that new that we're learning about her. Yeah. Uh, we don't we don't ever see Ray's grades. Ray's, Ray doesn't go to this school. 
But you know what? You know, you know, she does. She's not an Amy, but she does because she's so proud of herself all the time. So I think yeah, she, she does. She takes her health too seriously. Yeah, she, she, she. If she, if she got a score like Makoto or or Usagi got, she would be very unhappy. Yeah, which is weird because you know Grandpa doesn't care. <laughs> like Usagi talks about her mom being mad at her, and we've seen Usagi's mom being mad at her over her grades before. Like mm-hmm. it's literally one of the first things that happens in the show. She throws her out of the house, doesn't she? <laughs> she throws her out of the house. Uh, but like you know, Grandpa doesn't care. No, he was like, oh, you know, if you want to bring some of those girls to study here, feel free. And she does. Oh, so many creeps, so many creeps on Sailor Moon. Uh, but you know who else didn't get a perfect score? Is uh, Amy. Amy got an eight ninety nine. She's one point short. Oh, uh, and she and her explanation is, I missed one. Th- this was a six hundred question exam. <laughs> if, if if things are worth one point each. I mean, that's oh, it would have to be yeah. there's no way that it could be there's no way that it could or be 900 six. i mean i'm sorry 900 there's no way that anything could be like one point off <laughs> like there's no way to do that math unless everything is worth one point that's terrible <laughs> that's a really long exam Ugh. but our good friend well i think of him as greg our good friend uh greg the boy greg. <laughs> that's his american yeah. name he got a perfect score how impressive and uh so now okay i'm gonna start the fight here we go you ready Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, they run up to Amy and they go, hey, you, you didn't get a perfect score. She goes, yeah, I missed one. Uh, that new dude got a perfect score. Isn't he in your class? Yeah. Oh, hey, Greg. Hey, Greg. And she immediately is like super happy and friendly and is excited to see him and calls out to him. And he goes, what? Oh, hi. And then runs away. I think already she likes him. Okay. There are a couple things I want to point out. Please. One, I really like that uh, Amy's not really, at least in the uh, the uh, Japanese version, the, the subtitles that I have on DVD. Mm-hmm. Amy's not really bothered about not making a perfect score, which I think is nice. She does like, say, I, I, I should have studied harder. Yeah. But, but that's it's it. like, like, yeah, she doesn't, she's not agonizing over being beaten. She's not agonizing over missing one question. She's like, oh yeah, it's, you know, I made a, I made a mistake. It's fine. <laughs> like, I'll just study harder next time. Uh, and I like that because the character who is both smart and also, you know, obsessed over their grades is, is such a, su- such a cliche. And I like to see that Amy has a little more depth to her, even if it's just that she is the kind hearted girl genius. Uh, two, that is the thing that I wanted to bring up. Of course, Amy's going to be nice. She's the girl genius. <laughs> she's not just nice. She's like excited. She like calls him over. She's like, hey, hey, hey. She And Third. she like lights up. <laughs> All right. Third, this dude did just save her from being crushed by a girder. <laughs> I would be happy to see him too. Wait, no, hold on. Uh, that's a, that's you're you're interpreting. I mean, you're right. That is what happened. But she doesn't know that. All she yeah, knows well, she is she knows that she turned around and then didn't get hit by a girder. Yeah, but so she doesn't with, think it's on purpose, or she shouldn't. No, she doesn't know that it's on purpose, but she knows that it happened. All right. Like if you you know if, if someone stops you, like if you drop your wallet and don't walk into traffic because <laughs> you're picking up your wallet, you don't you know you don't go. Oh my wallet. It must have known something. Like, oh wow, good thing I didn't. Good thing yeah, I you, dropped my wallet. You don't go, guys. Check out this wallet. <laughs> Look at this awesome wallet. It saved my life. Fourth and final point, and then we can finally let cats off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Feel free to agree or disagree anytime. Uh, fourth and final point. The episode's called "Crushing on Amy." It ain't called Amy's crush. Yeah. Well. <laughs> 
my 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 interpretation of this episode which we will get to as it goes on amy is not interested in this guy she's very friendly she is not interested in this guy because amy doesn't like boys i don't think wow. i don't think that's supported but there you go we'll see yeah i don't think it's supported that that <laughs> amy doesn't like that or that that ami isn't interested in in boys i don't i agree that it's not the strongest romance plot <laughs> and i because <laughs> yeah he clearly does like her but i don't think she's opposed to him at all you know it's it's interesting that like that you guys are i don't know it's interesting how much passion is going into this i mean look i jordan thinks greg is uh amy's one true love i uh, well wow. i didn't say that exactly but i think makoto is amy's one true love doesn't greg come i think greg comes back a couple times greg i could does come back greg does come back yeah uh, i mean I he's the, he comes back in, in the episode where amy's gonna go to germany doesn't he I, yeah I th- or I think maybe. am i am i mixing up amy stories i i can't remember but oh but i mean you're right here's the thing yes the reason that greg greg or whatever his name is in the japanese version the reason that he Rio. is the um he stands out as her one true love is because he is her only love in the show. Interest in this show. Yes. So that does, I mean, yeah, I understand that then Chris is going to turn around and go, that's because <laughs> she's not interested because in any voice. Obviously. Uh, I mean, look, we'll see. We'll look, see. We'll let we, the listeners decide. Compare, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. compare to Usagi who has, who has a uh, 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 Mamoru and, and Motoki and Jedi. <laughs> And, uh, like, so many, so many crushes. What's the, I forget the name of the sailor star that she's kind of into. It's... Let's see, I don't know about that. Yeah. Saya? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, Saya. Uh, the, the other thing that's great about this scene is that, uh, Amy's like, oh, hey, Rio, how's it going? And he turns around and runs down the hall. <laughs> yes. Like, we get a long shot of him just, like, sprinting down the hall, which is hilarious. And then... And the, it's not like... it's, But it's so, like, not cartoonish. No. It's it's not like... It's a real, real no, run. No, it's like Nervous Boy. Yeah. yeah it, it's presented so dramatically. And then and then Usagi's eyes light up. She immediately she gets it. It's so cute. It is. She's so cute. I forgot how cute she was in this. See, that's why you can't like Yusa. Because, Chief Yusa, because she crushes this this adorable girl's feelings all right i i disagree i feel like i'm gonna take betty's quote and turn it a little in that like if you don't like chibiusa you can't like usagi either not because you don't like sailor moon not because you don't like the show but you can't like usagi because they are the exact same person oh no they behave identically uh i don't know usagi does not ever engage in gunplay Neither does Chibiusa. Uh, She pulls out a gun in her first appearance. She doesn't pull out a gun that isn't a gun. (laughs) All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. Whatever. Get there in like like a year. So so we uh, cut to the roof where uh, Rio is uh, having a flashback about uh, when he met Amy when they were taking the... Uh, national exam, which is actually, I believe, a callback to Amy's first appearance, because one of the first things they talk about is how she got a perfect score on the national practice exam, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, he has a newspaper clipping from that, uh, from when the newspaper reported that this, you know, local girl got a perfect score on the national, you know, the best score in the nation. Uh, that's weird that he carries around a clipping <laughs> about Amy. It's the only picture he's got of her, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's still weird. He's crushing yeah, on her. Obsession with Japan's obsession 
obsession with pictures is a little creepy, though. Wait, what? Pictures in the schoolyard, you keep pictures of the person that you like. It's creepy. I always thought it was really creepy. I, that's That seems totally normal to me. Really? I mean, listen, I never well, carried if- around a picture of somebody that I had a crush on, but like... Well, I mean, look, we're living in an era where we have phones. <laughs> So, oh yeah, well, I guess nowadays so I, she would just be like, he's up on the roof, like scrolling through her Facebook pictures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> today it makes a lot more sense. But when they're pictures that you didn't give to the person, you know that they weren't taken with your permission. There's an element of creep there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Melvin pictures uh, I, where he's taking a picture of the teacher at the gym. Exactly, stuff, yeah. like the picture of the yeah. <laughs> I okay. I will say it's less creepy than Melvin's creep shots. Absolutely more creepy than than not carrying around. A- <laughs> <laughs> about Fair. Uh, and uh yusaki just rolls up she just sidles wait up wait wait him. first this flashback really quick oh right i forgot about the he's flashback. spazzing out during an exam erasing really hard <laughs> and he drops his eraser and it, it rolls over and hits amy and she's like hey just chill out and it's like wait amy like you're right she's not like crazy about these things but she's all she does is study and she's saying hey don't worry about this exam yeah she look she's like batman the victory is in the preparation if you put in the effort <laughs> in studying the actual exam goes smooth i okay this is when i will be slightly a dick in that 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 was kind of my philosophy in final exams all through college people would like be like oh we got to cram for the exam and i would always just be like you were supposed to learn it in class i'm not studying at all How'd that work out for you? Uh, when I would pay attention in class, it would work out great. And when I wouldn't, it would be terrible. <laughs> so you you would just never study for the exam for the finals. No, well, if if it was a class where I goofed off the entire semester, I'd be like, I didn't study, so at all, I didn't learn anything, so I have to cram. But if if it was one that I actually like paid attention, I'd be like, no, I already know it. I'm fine. See, I am I am way more of an Amy in this situation because I would like school was really stressful for me. Like I I would I did very well in in school, but like around exam time. I would just get super stressed and I would, you know, I, I always took really detailed notes. So I'd be going over my notes. I'd be studying. Uh, but then like the actual day of the exam, I'd be fine. And then as oh, soon wow. as the exam was over, like I would also be fine. Um, I just like the pressure in the run up to the exam, like the week before it was so much like, that's one of the reasons I dropped out of college. Cause I'm like, Nope, <laughs> oh, I cannot take this anymore. Huh. I always, I actually really like taking exams specifically. I know that's gross, but like they're fun and there's a puzzle element to them. And I always figured she was kind of like that. Because, like, if she has a superpower, it's being really smart and being able to analyze situations. And I love how they show that early on with her looking at the video game and seeing the code. Yes. Um, you know, but I feel oh, yeah, like she right, looks right. At, at logic systems and and gets a thrill out of going through that. So I figured that it was just a very zen experience for her. Yeah, I, I prefer the, uh, like, I love, like, lectures. I love, I love reading. I just hate tests. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because I uh, write essays for a living now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, his flashback is interrupted when Yusagi kind of rolls up on him. And there's a great shot. Uh, like we said, the, the animation and designs in this particular episode are really, really cartoony. And I love this shot of, of Yusagi like getting up next to him with her, you know, her eyebrow raised and kind of going, huh? Eh? Huh? Amy? Huh? <laughs> Uh, so he has had a crush on Amy since her first appearance on the show, uh, but he denies it and says he's been studying to become someone like her instead. Yeah, he's saying, I have this article so I can sit there and go, if, if only I could get a perfect score like this pretty girl did. Uh, which Like I this beautiful blue-haired genius. <laughs> Yusagi does not buy see, it. Yeah, that is when uh, we see Amy. It's it's Amy. It's uh, Makoto. It's uh, Rika Kelton making her first appearance in a while. Welcome back, Rika Kelton. <laughs> 
uh, and <laughs> another uh, another unnamed girl who are playing volleyball. Like it's, but it's not even volleyball. It's, yeah, it's like they're kind of playing volleyball. Foursquare, but they're not. They're just playing. Let's no hit this square. ball up in the air. Let's smack this ball up in the air in our regular school uniforms and get sweaty before class for no reason. Yeah, and, and everyone seems to be having a real good time, especially uh, and, and Amy. Get, she's, she's especially Amy, which is weird. Super Amy close. Does not up. Seem like she would be super into uh, physical activity <laughs> based on what we know. But I guess you know she's uh, she's running around doing sailor sailor business uh <laughs> we get bubbles a, at people we get a slow motion gatorade commercial yeah. style shot of her like uh brushing glittering sweat off her brow yeah. which i like again very very romance anime very dramatic uh which is immediately done away with in the comedic scene of Usagi getting dirty water dumped on her head for no reason oh because guess what this boy who we <laughs> This boy can see the future. Yes. Uh, so uh, he goes to her and sa- so she goes, hey, I'm going to set you up with Amy. It's going to be awesome. And he's like, uh, I don't know about this. And then she walks away. He goes, be careful around water, which I, I mean, that's good advice <laughs> in general. It's like, that's like <laughs> the most dumb cliche psychic thing to say in the universe because water is like everywhere at all times, but whatever. That's right. You hate. <laughs> yeah. You hate psychics, right? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, at any rate, in this show, Here's obviously he's really scene. psychic. So, and then he, she gets. Well, yeah, there's a there's a janitor on the roof above the roof with a bucket of water going, hey, you know that part over there where people like to stand? I'm just going to dump my water there. I'm just going to throw this bucket full of water down there. What is he doing? <laughs> It's like, it's like, I mean, not to, not to get too Jordan on this, but it's like a setup. It's like, it's like the, it's like Rio went to that guy and was like, Hey, when I tell someone to be uh, careful around water, I need you to dump this bucket of water on them. Oh, that's like, so that's good. the signal. That's so good. What, what is he doing? Like, why would he, again, uh, I actually asked this question because there's so much, uh, tokusatsu and anime where, uh, people, you know, students will just go up to the roof of their school and hang out or eat lunch. Lunch or, or whatever. We did not have roof access at, at my high school. Uh, so I was like, hey, is this like a thing in Japan? And several people told me like, yeah, like there's not, you know, since there's not a lot of space in Japanese cities, like they will occasionally do like, you know, they'll fence in the roof and that'll be where the playground is. Or that'll be yeah. where, you know, like a little, like, like my school had a courtyard. There was a high school uh, right near me in up in Binghamton that had a, a big a chain link fence on the roof and they would play like basketball and stuff up there. And so, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Uh, so like there are people there. <laughs> like it does not make sense like why would you throw a no. bucket of like why would you throw a bucket of cold water onto a playground or a courtyard area like because it's not like he's dumping it out like it's not like he's like okay like, when you finish washing your car and just throw the water on the lawn or whatever because right. it's the roof of the school right it makes no sense on any level do you think so he has mops up there do you think he's gonna like go down the little ladder with the mops and like clean the roof oh so he's like a weird way to mop yeah i'm gonna clean this so let me just throw water on it and then I'll mop You're it right, up. You're right, that's a, yeah. Also, it seems like Take mopping the roof would be a bad idea. Like, it rains <laughs> in Japan, right? <laughs> Oh god! Uh, so from there we cut to another romance. <laughs> oh god! Uh, and and the, the two who deserve each other. I I and every time this comes up, every time that they cut to the, to this a shot of Mamoru and Ray together, I go, "What? Oh, that's still happening? What?" <laughs> Because I still just, it just seems so weird in the grand scheme of things. I never believe that it's still going on. I, like, like I said, the, I, uh, these two deserve each other. I wish they would have stayed together. Uh, I wish we would have gotten Chibi Ray uh, instead. What, what a little hellion. What a little monster. <laughs> 
So there. Sorry, cat. No, but here, but here's the thing. In this scene, I think Mamoru is super not into Ray because they are walking together, and Ray's like, "This is so wonderful, and everything's great." And he's sitting there going, "I got real problems to deal with, girl. Ah, man, what am I going to do about this?" Just visually, it is hilarious because she is so happy. It's like the happiest we ever see Ray, and she is like clinging to his arm, and he is making the the Will Arnett and Arrested Development face. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> it's hilarious. He could not be less interested. And then, of course, after he, you know, and he's thinking, oh, I got to get these crystals. I got to, like, what am I going to do about this? And then she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, nothing. Let's go. Ha ha ha. But it's too late. <laughs> you could tell. It's over. The love I is have gone. A, I have an anime, an anime question. Um, So does he, is he just looking for his memories in general? Or was there a thing with him not knowing he was Tuxedo Mask? He didn't know he was Tuxedo Mask until last episode when he got okay. the crystal it's what helped unlock his memory of being tuxedo mask every time before that the implication is when he would turn into tuxedo mask he would not remember what he did as tuxedo mask like tuxedo mask remembers what he does but but memoru slash darian did not know that he was tuxedo mask he would just go ah and have headaches and fall on the street and then wake yeah. up at home <laughs> and throw a yeah. top hat <laughs> it would boomerang back to him and turn him into a tuxedo mask cool choice <laughs> it is a cool choice uh so memory and ray walk by a cafe uh and i really <coughs> like i we need to get someone who can read japanese just to interpret the sign on the window of this cafe because it's a picture of a bear and then like a less than symbol and then something in kanji <laughs> and i want to know what the name of this cafe <laughs> All right, listeners. Oh, you can do it? Let's, let's see. That just says Kuma, which means bear. Oh. <laughs> so it's just bear cafe. Yeah. It's so, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really disappointing. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, look, look, it's not your fault. You didn't name the cafe. I just want to know if it was like, you know, this cafe is better than bears. Which is a very low bar to meet for a restaurant. So, okay. Uh, so then we cut to, this is it. The big scene, Chris. Your big moment. Oh, this is, I love it. It's my favorite. It's my fave. Uh, uh, Greg Isagi, is sitting in a restaurant waiting for her. She shows up. and Go ahead. Go ahead and do it. Isagi gives Ryo, uh, first of all, she gives him an envelope, which is mega cute. It's a pink envelope that has been decorated in rabbit stickers yes and moon stickers and stars and he gives her uh, she's like here open it up and he opens it up and it's a picture of amy to replace his newspaper clipping so that he will have a picture of the girl he loves uh but this picture is literally my favorite thing about sailor moon it's the best it's a picture of amy being surprised as she is about to take a bite of a hamburger (laughs) And the thing is, there's no story given about this picture. It is never, like, the content of this picture is never mentioned, uh, other than to say, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a really cute picture. And then at the end, Amy's like, yeah, here's a better picture of me, which, by the way, it's not. It's just, <laughs> it's a picture that Yusagi took of her friend. <laughs> her friend was in mid-bite and caught a really, really cute picture of Amy. Uh, I have mentioned this on the show before. For my birthday, my girlfriend sent me a picture of her herself doing this like she got she Aww. went out and got a hamburger and got a friend of hers to take a picture of herself being surprised as she was about to eat it it's the best well, I, mean, I think I, I think i can even make it better for you oh, hey. uh, with a with a japanese culture lesson oh okay okay so there's this uh there's this notion in japan of ochobo which more or less is like little mouth and it's this standard of beauty with women where they're not supposed to open their mouths very wide um and it's like a 
it, you know, it shows you're delicate or whatever. So fast food chains like were wondering why women weren't buying their their hamburgers and had to figure out a cool marketing scheme so that women in public would feel comfortable opening their mouths wide enough to eat a hamburger. So I love, I adore that in this photo, you can tell that that Ami doesn't just, she just doesn't care at all. That's <laughs> screw Ochoba. She's hanging out with her friends and eating a hamburger. And it, it makes me love her a lot. But she funny. definitely doesn't want a picture of it floating around. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, I mean, Devin mentioned as well that when we were on our honeymoon, I made sure to take pictures of her while she was eating because of this as well. Like, this is like a, a huge formative moment in like so many people's lives, I think. It's because it's so cute. It really is. Like, we, we talk about, I, I mean, even without the added layer that uh, we just got from Kat, like, it's a really cute picture of Amy. I mean, uh, I, because we never see her doing anything but studying. And this yeah. episode, wow, we've gotten volleyball. <laughs> We've got burgers. That's, uh, this was the moment that I, so in rewatching this, I was like, oh yeah, I kind of remember this episode. And then we got to the picture and I like made a really high pitched squealing noise. <laughs> Because I'd forgotten that this was the episode with that picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That picture means a lot to a lot of people. It's it's so great. It's so great. It's like, it's adorable, too. And I love that this is the picture. Because, you know, like, look, we know that Usagi has pictures of all our friends. Yeah. Like, if Usagi has this picture, she has tons of pictures. So I love to imagine the scene that we don't see where Usagi goes home and, like, opens up her shoebox full of pictures of her and Naru and Amy and Rika and uh, and uh, probably none of none of Ray actually probably no pictures of Ray but no I love that she opens up her shoebox full of pictures and pulls out this one and is like this is the cutest picture of Amy he will love this it, and he's and she's right well and and but I wanted to say speaking of of adorable though the after she gives him the picture she <laughs> sits back and self-satisfied sips from her straw of, of her green drink of some sort and that's pretty adorable as well uh so she wants uh Rio to tell Amy how he feels she is she is going full matchmaker on this oh yeah uh and he explains that he didn't want to tell her before he could beat her in <laughs> academics which is a weird way yeah. to start a relationship <laughs> yes I would say not th- now that I'm smarter than you, I think you should go out with me. Uh, and you must recognize the wisdom of that because I've beaten you. It's an opening line I've used on several occasions. Uh, while this is going on, though, the moonstick, which Usagi is just carrying in a picnic basket. Is it a basket? It looks like a basket. I guess it's her purse. But it's an open purse. Like, it's just a yeah. huge open thing. And it's right on top. Blop. There it is. It starts reacting and flashing uh, because, spoiler warning, uh, Rio is a host <laughs> of one of the rainbow crystals. But the purse is open, so there's just like pink flashing light emerging from the purse. Uh, and no one seems to notice or care except, except Luna. Luna, because Luna is uh, always looking, uh, keeping her mind on sailor business. And so <laughs> Luna is like, mm, I'm going to have to deal with this, but doesn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but doesn't. They just bail. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, so they leave. Leaving him with the thing. And she says she's going to, she's like, no, it's unacceptable that you're not going to ask her out. I'm going to go get her and then I'll bring him her to you and then you'll ask her out. So she leaves to do that. And we, what's funny is we fade to Zoysite watching him, meaning was he, did Zoysite just see Serena and be like, ah, whatever. Like there's, that's some girl who <laughs> sort of looks like Sailor Moon, but it's not a big thing. This guy judging has a crystal. By the angle, 
judging by the angles, I it would have been like using the crystal and then going like, God, when is this girl going to move her giant head with these two meatballs on it so that I can see who she's sitting across from? Uh, so Zosite's like, yes, this dude, Rainbow Crystal. Awesome. Uh, and then we cut to my second favorite thing about this episode, which is uh, Usagi goes to talk to Amy at her cram school. And the cram school is called OK Cram School. <laughs> yeah. What? You'd think she'd go to very good cram school. Yeah. You would think. <laughs> Highly I mean, she, what was, effective cram school. Do you remember the name of the school in her first appearance? Oh, I, I, I just remember it being like Crystal Seminar or something. But yeah, like Crystal Seminar, that's what it was. It was Crystal Seminar. Maybe after, maybe like after Crystal Seminar, everyone was just like, "Yeah, let's not go to anything with a flashy name. This is good enough. <laughs> it's okay. How, how good I, is your cram school? Okay, it's okay. But this is maybe actually that's why. Maybe that's why she only got an eight ninety nine on that test. She's only been going to OK Cram School. <laughs> but there's another sign in this that actually I pointed out. I was even more excited about. And I don't know if this is real or if this is something they just made up for the show. Across the street from OK Cram School is Red 5. Uh, wh- <laughs> what's that? Which, okay, first of all, for those of you who don't know, Red 5 is Luke Skywalker's call sign in his uh, X-Wing squad. Whatever, nerd. <laughs> but also, it looks like a 7-Eleven. So, I'm like, are the animators just like, let's, let's throw in a Star Wars reference as a 7-Eleven? Or is that like a real store or something or what? Well, uh, we have seen, they throw in Robocop, yeah, yeah. American movie references. Yeah, like, again, back in Amy's first episode, we got, uh, or, no, that wasn't Amy's first episode, but we got the, the Robocop yeah. directives. In the clock episode. Yeah, in the in the clock episode. So, so, I wonder if that's what it is. Well, all I know is, in the alternate reality where I write fan fiction, they hang out at the red five all the time <laughs> they get slurpees at the red five or whatever so right the alternate reality <laughs> uh just from a quick little bit of googling i don't think red five is a real store cool. uh, in no Japan. i think that's meant to be yeah i think that's meant to be 7-eleven and 7-elevens are like a much bigger deal there that really? they're like little restaurants yeah what? you can really? you can order food and eat them at like little tables not huge it's still kind of like a 7-eleven but then there's a separate section where you can eat uh so they might hang out at the red five that's awesome it's happening it's their peach pit it's their the max oh there you go it's happening uh so isagi goes to uh pick up amy from parent school so she can go talk to her uh we get a, a shot of luna looking worried where her ears are massive luna's ears are out of control in this episode and then we cut to rio walking home and zoocyte shows up sitting not in midair but on uh a an awning uh kickback uh so rio goes oh hey you're Zoocyte, what's up? <laughs> and Zoocyte, oh. How do you know this? You kind of uh, took the wind out of my awesome introduction, you jerk. And Rio's like, yeah, I'm psychic. I have the power to see the future because rainbow crystals give you psychic powers unless you're a priest. <laughs> In which case, you're just a priest. Maybe he actually had psychic powers. He just didn't talk about it because he was a priest. I guess that's true because of the three we've seen, two have had uh, psychic powers. We've, we've had the, the telekinesis and we've had the precognition. Maybe he had like, oh, you know what? Maybe he had like super empathy or something. Like, like you know, like he was trying to be all mysterious with his advice to uh, Naru. Maybe he was really tapped into some sort of thing, but we just were all like, I mean, his advice was kind of terrible. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So Zoocyte uh, knocks Rio down and is going to pull the rainbow crystal out of his body. Uh, But just then, uh, Amy and Usagi come around the corner and uh, we get an amazing shot of uh, Amy's immediately all business. She's like, oh, it's Zoocyte. And uh, and Usagi almost falls over. Uh, It's really great. So they transform and they stop the rainbow crystal from being extracted from Rio's body. 
something that I love, just a little thing, is that it goes through all of Sailor Moon's uh, transformation, and then it does, then it does Ami's transformation, and then Sailor Moon like goes through her whole speech, and then Ami goes, "Also, I'm Sailor Mercury, and I'm here." Yes, just in, like <laughs> nothing dramatic. Just <laughs> I am know? also here. No, just I'm here. And uh, me too. <laughs> It's so cool. Yeah, we do. We don't get a. Uh, we don't get a. Douse yourself in water and repent in this one. It's which is a best. shame because that, that's a great catchphrase. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so this is where uh, Amy's like, "I'm going to help." Uh, uh, hey, Greg, you you go fight uh, Zoisite. That'll be easy enough. Yeah, uh, come on. Oh wait, no. We, first of all, two of these guys. I, I'm sorry. I needed to also mention the lameness of this scene, which is they transform and right at the end of the transformation is the commercial break. Yeah. Oh. It, well, it's it's between the transformation and the speech. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you know that thing you see every time? The end. Come back in a minute and we'll see more. And like, what? That's the that's a terrible place for a commercial break. Anyway. Yeah. I think it's a I think it's a good place for a commercial break <laughs> because because you know that the action's about to start now. <laughs> I, I, it's not that's not enough of a cliffhanger for me. It's too it's, it's the thing we see every episode, literally. Oh, what, what would you want the what would you want the cliffhanger to be? I would want the cliffhanger to be like when Rio is about to open up that envelope with that picture in it. <laughs> Sure, but and I understand. Look, it's just timing. But to me, right before the transformations is a better time, or right after the speech is a better time. You have them walk up and go, "What? Greg's getting destroyed. Ryu's getting destroyed." Uh then come back in a minute and you see what happens. And what happens is they transform and then they fight. Anyway, all right. So uh, I, I love Zosite's reaction too, because Amy kind of picks up Rio slash Greg and hobble away, and then Zosite just straight rolls his eyes and it's like, "Oh my god, it's Sailor Moon! <laughs> oh my god, I do not have time for this." <laughs> And uh, causes a upwards wind of cherry blossoms, uh, which again, and again, I know, I know that we sound like creeps, but I do feel like it's, it's worth pointing out because it doesn't happen all the time. Like it's only in specific episodes where we get a lot of the, the fluttering skirts, a lot of the, a lot of the upskirt shots. And we definitely get them a lot in this episode. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he 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 just decides. Hey, let me blow Sailor Moon's skirt around for a little. Yeah, which which distracts her long enough for Zoicide to get away, which is weird. <laughs> it's like it's literally just she's standing on a steam grate, Marilyn Monroe style. <laughs> like that's that's it. And um, a supervillain gets away because of it. And then she's left going like, "What happened? What? Oh, what?" <laughs> Amy takes uh, Rio to a park bench and uh, applies a a cold cloth to his forehead. I don't know where that came is, from. Yeah, like where did she get that? <laughs> Is it, it's got to be his. It's got to be his handkerchief. Uh, and this uh, is where the big the thing we discussed earlier happens. He, we get to see his premonition dream of the future. Oh well, well first yeah. he goes. Oh, first he goes. Oh, thanks, uh, thanks, Mizuno. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, uh, you know, Mizuno-san. And she's like, "What? How does he know my secret identity? Is it because I look exactly <laughs> like I do in my school uniform? Is it because he was right in front of me when I transformed from my school uniform into a slightly modified version of my school uniform?" <laughs> Uh, well, yes. And so, so, and, oh, go ahead. Oh, it's just, and then she keeps it up. You know, throughout the whole conversation, he like relentlessly calls her Ami, and she's like, no, no, that's not me at all. <laughs> like, at what point? <laughs> You're just confused. You, yeah. At what point do you give it up that she's just like, nope, I'm going to keep, keep pretending that this, that this tactic of repeating, you must be confused is going to work? It seems very un, like, I wouldn't have expected that from Sailor Mercury. So, uh, his also dream. 
scene. A, oh, go ahead. There's a scene before this where uh, uh, Luna's like, "Hey, uh, Isagi, we got to hurry. We got to go find Rio and uh, Amy because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she might be in danger." You know, the Moonstick reacted to him, and Isagi goes, uh, "Well, the Moonstick would only like Luna. That's stupid. The means Moonstick would only react if he was a monster. You know, like all the people who have been attacked by Zoicide. <laughs> you know, like." <laughs> Both people that we've seen attacked by Zoicide who then turned into monsters. <coughs> like, this guy who was just attacked by Zoicide would have to be a monster for the Moonstick to react. And Luna goes, he is a monster, Isagi. You what? idiot. She's like, what? <laughs> then we get the, uh, the the premonition dream sequence. Right. So he t- so we all know he's going to turn into a monster. So he yes. has the premonition of being this monster who, by the way, has scissor hands and a, com- a compass hand. He's, he's a Swiss army knife. <sighs> I don't Which know. is again? He, Do we, Swiss Army knives come with like compasses though? Like no, a protractor he, compass? Yeah, he's like he's like math things. Because I think like his his fin is like a ruler sort of. I think he's a Swiss Army knife. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't see how scissors factor into a math setup. He's, that's true. No, you're right. You're right. So he's and it's a really well, odd monster. At any which rate, is, which is weird because we figured out why uh, Boxy was a boxing priest, right? Uh, we, you know, um, Game Sen was at, at least had, you know, the crane game arm and the whack-a-mole arm. So there was a connection there. I cannot figure out, like, if it's a math thing, it kind of makes sense. But, uh, like, as we watch, as we're talking about it, I think you'll see that he's a Swiss Army knife. But Swiss Army knives don't have a compass in them. Yeah, they can. What? For what? They can have a little compass on? For, for navigating. No, 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 no. Not that kind of compass. The kind <laughs> where you draw a circle. Oh, a compass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like a math compass. That's the, the scary pointy thing that sticks in the ground. Or oh. that will. In, in, yeah, in I thought it was just a, I thought it was just a knife. No, no. Oh. Take a look. You'll see. It's 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 a it's a compass to draw circles. With. So so but but here's but again even the, regardless of all this stuff, his vision is right, still we're super really freaky stalling. because we're really stalling. his vision is I'm gonna yeah. fight Amy and I'm gonna well let's say he thinks he's gonna kill her basically but what literally happens is he uh, tears off all her clothes. He he cuts off her clothes, all of them, which like including boots and gloves. Yeah, every stitch of her clothes. Now it goes without saying this doesn't happen in the American dub. I was gonna ask you. I was gonna <laughs> it ask just you cuts off. Just- it just cuts off with him like walking towards you, and you you go okay. He's gonna. Now here's what I think. This is my my theory is he's been having this vision for a while. That's why he really has a crush on Amy because he keeps imagining her naked all the time. So you think it's like he just he think like like our rationale for Memoru. It's like why is he so mean because. He can't stop thinking about this fourteen-year-old girl, and he wants to drive her away from him. Uh, you, yeah. you just think it's that uh, he I, he keeps seeing keeps visions of this naked. girl naked, and he's like, "Well, he's young." Well, I he guess that means I have a crush on her. Yeah, he has. He doesn't know very many naked girls, and he's like, "Well, uh, she's pretty." Uh, so what I figured it was, um, I figured that he had a crush on this girl, but he kept having these visions and was like, "Oh, I need to not indicate to her that I like her in any way until after that." You know that he's like pushing pushing off dealing with his feelings because he's scared of attacking her. Right. I mean, that's the sensible explanation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Never mind. Your thing instead. That, that's much uh, more sensible. Uh, but it's uh, a really, it is a really weird way to represent what is going on. Oh yeah. Because I feel like the the I feel like what is going on is he is attacking her with a giant pair of scissors. Uh, and the visual representation of that is uh, Amy upside down getting all her clothes ripped off, which is and again that's why that's why stuff like you know uh, Amy's skirt fluttering up and and you know Yusagi getting her skirt blown up is so notable in this episode because of this. Like it would not be if it wasn't for the scene we'd just be like oh yeah it's anime (laughs) 
Like, right, that happens sometimes. But, I mean, because it, it's it, scene is so weird. Again, it's it's the extreme nature of it. It go, it's she doesn't get her a couple of tears in her clothes. Every item of clothing she's wearing is cut off completely, so that when the shot leaves, it's just like just covering the parts you're not allowed to show, just enough for it to be like, haha, we saw almost everything. I will say, I imagine this was very useful uh, for cosplayers because it. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, because her. Um, her costume is cut off in layers, yeah. which again is weird, but you know, you see like you see the costume without the bow and then you see it without the sailor cape. I don't know what you call those. <laughs> Chris is <laughs> slow mowing so through it. Slow mowing through and you see it without, you see it without the skirt. So like, and then of course it gets completely ripped off. So I imagine if you're going to construct a sailor moon costume, this would be the episode that you want to watch. Screen accurate. Get to see it in layers. So he wakes it's like up. That, it's like that issue of, uh, of, of uh, new teen Titans where uh, Dick Grayson and uh, Wally West, quit being robin and and kid flash and you like robin takes his shirt off and so you see that at least according to george perez he's wearing like a a green swimsuit like a green lady swimsuit <laughs> under the tunic like the green of the sleeves is not part of the top nice it's it's like connected uh-huh. to the green shorts. uh so in the english dub as he's waking up you know how like characters will mumble in their sleep uh him waking up from this vision mumbling in his sleep says horrible future (laughs) so it's real subtle Very that's, good. That's hilarious. Um, oh, actually, you know what? I forgot to mention one other thing in the dub I forgot to mention. Uh, when Sailor Moon gave her speech to Zoisite earlier, she says, uh, I'm here to right wrongs and triumph over negatrash like you. Oh, negatrash. Yeah. Anyway. Negatrash. <laughs> so, so he wakes up and uh, what happens? Zoisite. He's like, he's like, hey, uh, he says something about beating her in the in the test. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's oh. like, yeah, stop, stop hiding it. Okay. Right. And he tells her that he can predict the future. Yeah, he tells her they can predict the future, and that's how he won at the test. So here, immediately I go, wait, what? Because that is the funniest thing in the world to me, the idea of using (laughs) future predictions to cheat at a test. So basically what I'm imagining is this. He's like using his future visions to to watch himself walk up to the board and see what his score is. And as he marks every one, he's like, no, same score. That's wrong. It went up five points. Okay, that's right. He's just every every question monitoring. Did I get get that one? Yeah, I got that one. Did I get that one? No, no, no. Yeah, I got that one. No? I think what it is... (laughs) Look, I, I think that uh, I, I don't think he's intentionally using his power to cheat. Uh, I think what it is is that uh, he, he's, you know, he he is studying hard, but he, I think, I don't think he can control his future visions. Uh, so he just had a vision of what would be on the test. He had a vision of himself looking down at the test paper, oh. and then if you know that, like, why wouldn't you study that stuff? Of course, I think yeah. he just had an unfair advantage in what to study. Damn it, that's way more. That's sensible. that's my theory anyway. All my ridiculous theories are being blown away. This episode <laughs> um, oh so I'll he goes sailor scout being attacked by scissors so so she says so she, she's like no i'm not amy i'm not amy i'm amy, I'm amy. and he's like all right listen we both know i'm going to turn into a monster here's what i need you to do when i turn into a monster kill me kill me because i will kill you so kill me kill me kill me now <laughs> she's like what no that's crazy no what I would. but what she doesn't say is hey we actually have a healing ray like we have a thing it turns you from a monster into a person like, like it's new <laughs> It's, it's only been used twice. It hasn't been fully tested. Amy is going to go by the scientific method here. It needs to be repeatable. She can't guarantee it. <laughs> All right. I mean, and to be fair, it is going to be trouble, but it will work. 
So that's uh, that's when uh, Zoisite shows up, right? Yes, Zoisite shows up and uh, is like, oh, like amazing side eye from Zoisite. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna find him you with the bubbles. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to go ahead and take this rainbow crystal then. Peace out. Uh, and we find out that Arawa is one of the seven great monsters whose name is Bunboo, uh, which is spelled exactly as it sounds in the <laughs> subtitles. It's B-U-N-B-O-O. Although they, they actually pronounce it Bunbo. Bunbo. Bunboo. Well, they, they, I think they say Boon. Bunbo. Bu- Bunboo. Yeah, you're right. It would, yeah. be, it would be Bunbo. But in the, in the English one, they so just call it. have a southern Bunbo. accent. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sure, Zoicide has a southern accent. Boom. So, uh, what, like, does this, like, again, we found out what, uh, that, uh, what is it, Bakshi meant priest, right? Uh, and also boxer. Uh, Game Sen was, I believe, what they call arcades in Japan, maybe, or is at least close. It's close to Game Center. So is is Boombo anything? Do Let's we know? See. Let's see. I'm trying Google. Google says no. <laughs> Google has no idea. Google Translate what Boombo okay. means. Okay. Well, if you know what it means, then uh, let us know at Sailor Business uh, on Twitter, and we will we will uh, put it up on our account. For a mathy monster, because he's got to be, right? Because like his fin is definitely- Like a ruler, right? One of those. Yeah, a ruler. And he also- also has a ruler on his chest but like why is he green and red and why does he have scissors <laughs> i don't know it really doesn't make any sense oh, also his face is ridiculous yeah you're <laughs> right that is a compass on his other hand so yeah i have no idea anymore i thought he was a swiss army knife his face is ridiculous like he, he's got a big wide open mouth but of the sort that sort of looks like it's smiling but sort of looks scary and it doesn't really move in any expressive way so no he's matter like what He's like a Doctor Who monster. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's yeah. like a, a lizard man. Yeah, they, well, they, they only had the budget for a rubber mask that wouldn't move in this drawing. <laughs> yeah, this is another one of those things where the monster <laughs> looks like it could be a monster on a live action show. It, it, which yeah. is so weird that we run into weird things that look like they're filming a live action show on a budget. Uh, but but uh, rather than attacking Amy with his uh, compass hand and his uh, scissors, there is enough left of Arawa in the monster form in Bunbu, uh, Bunbo to attack Zoocyte instead. So Amy ducks, the monster throws itself at Zoocyte, and Zoocyte is like, oh, hell no. And Zoocyte now uses a power that you would think Zoocyte site probably would have employed before now which is that she makes boonbo to about 15 feet tall yeah well not, she- not quite power ranger size not quite super <laughs> sentai size but still significantly bigger <laughs> I mean, she's she's got to use basically she like she's using she's throwing more energy into the evil side of him, and it makes him bigger, and it makes him harder to beat, as we'll see in a minute. But I'm guessing, like again, they need energy, right? So like maybe she just didn't want to spend it before. She was like, his crane guy's fine. He's got he's bad. He's good. He's good for my purposes. So is this is this more Molly Love energy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He, <laughs> he's got Molly Love in him now. That's why he grows so big. <laughs> Uh, there, there's a great scene of uh, Boonbo chasing Sailor Mercury that is like so silly. It's great because uh, it's just like this. It's a shot that goes on a little too long, <laughs> and it's just like the monster running after it. It's like ah. <laughs> But he's, he's so, like, I mean, he's, he has scissor hands. You know, he's got giant scissor blades for hands. He's 15 feet tall. But he's so not threatening. Like, he is the least scary monster. He just looks like, again, he looks like a dude in a suit. He's kind of yeah. lumbering and awkward. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and he, he gets close to them. He almost stabs them, uh, which, you know, a big scary shot for them. Going, ah, ah. And she does the moon healing on him, and it doesn't work. Like we said, he's too jam-packed with energy. He can't be healed in this form. Uh, so they're like, oh my god 
God, what are we going to do? We have to like weaken him first. So, so they're, they're about to get killed. And what happens? Sailor Mars and Sailor Jupiter show up. They knock the weapons out of the sky. They show up and they start <clears throat> fucking him up is what they do. Well, they, they only attack his weapons, uh, actually, because they, they're about to kill the, the good guys. And then Mercury goes, oh yeah, that's right. We have m- booms. I forgot. <laughs> and she finally does her bubble <laughs> move. Uh, and then again, we well, cut. Well, Amy didn't want to attack him. Amy, because this is the first. Bubbles don't just... hurt anybody. <laughs> oh my God, bubbles are a very effective. Thing. Whether they're an effective maneuver or not, they definitely don't hurt anybody. All they do is uh, confuse okay, so, them. But what about Pokemon? Well, I don't know about Pokemon. What about Pokemon. Bubble Beam? I don't exactly. know about that. But exactly. we what about know Mega Man too, Jordan. We know Mercury Bubble Blast does not hurt people. It just makes it hard for them to see. It freezes them. It you see, it freezes people. It doesn't freeze this guy in the slightest. All he, I mean, no. well, he, it, it makes fog around them. And again, the, cut it, cut to a shot of him in the fog, looking confused. No, looking no expression changed because his face doesn't move. <laughs> He's just like, ah. Uh. But Amy, like before, right before Jupiter and Mars show up, Amy is telling Usagi not don't to kill attack him. him. Yeah, yeah. She does say don't kill him. And so, and then, then that's what's so funny about what happens next. So she shoots the bubbles, and then Luna's like, now do it. And Sailor Moon's like, cool, I'm pulling out my killing move. <laughs> now, I, I, I know, spoilers for two seconds from now, it doesn't kill him. But as soon as she starts doing Tiara, Amy should be like, did you not hear what I just said? <laughs> Do not kill him. This to, is the move that you use to kill everyone. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Bunbo is much bigger than any monster that they've fought. Like, again, he's, you know, like 12 feet tall. Yes. So it is believable that maybe Moon Tiara action wouldn't just blow a smoking <laughs> hole through his chest like <laughs> well, I imagine that it does. Well, for some what reason. What it actually does is, yes. like, super weird. It lands cool. on his head. <laughs> Yeah, she flings it perfectly onto his forehead. And then lightning strikes and he shrinks. <laughs> I, I so want them to be like, you threw that perfectly. And she's like, yeah, I meant to do that. <laughs> it's a, it is a new power that she has in this episode. And it's never mentioned. No, never. She throws the tiara and then the tiara appears on the monster as though the monster is wearing the tiara. And then the tiara becomes electric. And she shrinks Bunbo down. Like, it's super, super weird. And then, drained of energy, she's able to heal him, and he turns into Greg slash uh, Urawa. And uh, while she's doing moon healing escalation, she doesn't have her tiara on. They changed the animation. Oh, I didn't notice. I love that. I love it. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's the same, like it's the same animation. They just go in and erase the tiara, but it's yeah, they just erase the tiara. It's, it's really, cool. really cool. It, look, they put the time in <laughs> in, uh, in Sailor Moon into everything other than Bunbo's face. <laughs> so, so Greg, it had to be intentional, right? Like, it <laughs> it has must to be, be intentional that they like someone like some directors of this show have to be like tokusatsu fans right exactly that's what and I was have to say. be like, like because again not only does this monster look like a dude in a rubber suit but he also you know grows like the bad guy goes grow monster so it has to be yeah like i'll tell you i'll tell you what the uh person who directed this episode likes uh obscure shots and tokusatsu <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, so greg falls to the ground amy runs over to him oh are you okay yeah i'm all right <laughs> and uh and the scouts get the third rainbow crystal so now that's uh oh that's yeah yeah 
Tuxedo Mask, one to the Dark Kingdom, and one to the Scouts. Tuxedo Mask. Uh, then we we see that Tuxedo Mask has been kind of standing there watching for apparently not helping. Who knows how long? And he just kind of goes, uh, the "Scouts got the third one. All right, I'll let him have it for now." <laughs> and then he leaves. He does a little. He does a little smile. He's like, "Oh, he's brooding," and he's like, "Oh, they got it." And then he smiles a little bit. So you're like, "Oh, he might not be too bad." Maybe. So then, we'll cut see. to the final scene. Hey, what a wonderful romance! They're gonna start dating, and then he's gonna be a regular part of the show. No, his father's moving again. He just moved into the school. He's moving out of the school that quickly. He's about to board a train and be gone forever. Um, he gives back the picture of the burger picture to Amy. Oh, we forgot to say that she found it in his pocket when she was Sailor uh, Mercury. Yeah. What do you? What do you think she thinks? What do you think she thinks he got that picture? <laughs> she probably thinks he took I it. I hope she immediately knows. I, I really hope that she just knows that it was Usagi. Obviously, uh, Usagi took that picture, so she knows that it is a picture of from Usagi. So, but I, I just like I like to imagine her going, "Where, <laughs> where <laughs> did you get this picture?" Well, when she when he gives when he gives it back, Usagi's like, "Don't give it back." <laughs> So she kind well, of gives herself away. I think she realizes that, it, that it's kind of, it's a cute picture of Amy, but it's also kind of an embarrassing one. Sure, sure. So I think that's why you saw, he's like, oh, don't tell her I gave you that one. So he gives it back and she goes, here, take this one instead. Um, <laughs> my mind immediately, because they don't show it, my mind was immediately like, what kind of dirty picture is she giving him? No, of course <laughs> That's, I actually had a similar thought, but I like mine. Here's the difference between you and me. Yes, you please. thought it was like a sexy selfie. I thought it was going to be something like mean. I thought it was going to be her holding up like a paper. It was like perfect score. Like, yeah, you better fucking remember who's in charge. Oh, that would have been amazing. Uh, but, but because she likes see, him. No, she doesn't. She gives uh, him what she thinks is a nice picture of her, which is a really gives him a, a picture of her picture where she of her. looks like a grandmother. <laughs> right. <laughs> This picture of Amy, it, like it's a terrible. Like I hate this picture as much as I love the first picture. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's it's not good. Amy, I mean, it's, it's fine. Like, it's fine, but it's, it's not. Amy doing the glamour shots head tilt, and she's wearing a uh like a a greenish teal Ugh. jacket Ugh. with padded shoulders and a massive purple bow tie. But it's horrible. But here's the thing: after she gives it to him and he gets on the train, she runs like smiling and laughing after the train and stands on the edge of the platform being blown by the wind of the train in a romantic-y kind of way. Uh, oh. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> She's just running after the guy who she doesn't really care they, about. They're friends. I'm not saying she doesn't like him as a friend. She doesn't do that for normal friends. She doesn't do that for Usagi and, and it's, Lita. It's wait till we get to the episode where Amy's going to go to Germany and tell me she doesn't do that with her friends. <laughs> Well, but. she's the one leaving there, so we'll, anyway, we'll see. And no, that's there is no, the whole episode. They, they have no chemistry. <sighs> they have no chemistry at all. Amy doesn't like him. I'm sorry, I George. Like this. I don't know. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like this episode a lot. Uh, I mean, it, which probably shows we've been talking about it for an hour. <laughs> like, it's, uh, I really, I, I think this episode's fun. I like that we get an Amy spotlight episode because she's been uh, in the, the backseat for so long. Um <laughs> My cat is walking around in the background trying to blow his nose. That is what that noise is. <laughs> He's just walking around. <laughs> Jordan, when are you going to be done with this podcast? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I really, uh, I really like this episode. I think it's fun. I think it's nice that uh, Amy gets the spotlight because um, she hasn't really done anything lately, and that's only going to get worse as the series goes on. <laughs> oh. uh, we're going to get a couple of really good uh, Makoto episodes coming up really soon. Uh, we eventually get a really good Ray episode where we actually see Ray at her school, which is really fun. But Amy gets this one, and then the one where she is going to go to Germany, and that's kind of it for a long time. We don't get a lot of Amy-centric episodes, which sucks because you know I think we all really like Amy or at least Jordan and I do I'm assuming you do Kat I love her yeah well I mean you love you love all of them at least I do you know but uh but yeah she's she's a sweetie pie they're all my favorite I mean Amy's probably it's sort of weird I I thought I liked her more than I do like I think she might be my number four of the five It's not her fault, though. It's just that they don't give her anything, yeah. you know? And, like, the that's the back to the manga. That's true for everyone. And I it's mean, not until, like, the, the short stories after that you get these cute things. Yeah, like, I mean, she more or less has a story like this in the, like, short stories that happened after the manga. And it's like, well, I, you know, I really could have used that earlier. Right. I could have known how she felt at all about the idea of romance. <laughs> I mean, she, I guess Whatever. part of it too is that, again, that early, that early season and, and three quarters or whatever it is that they showed that I knew in the very beginning, Sailor Venus didn't do much. And so I didn't really like Sailor Venus that much. But again, as the show goes on, I like Sailor Venus more and more and Mercury kind of fades away. So yeah, I'm, I think you, I think you'll come in liking Sailor Venus a lot if you read Codename Sailor Venus. Oh, Bain. sure, sure. Uh, cause yeah. she's so fun in that. Like, cause she's exactly like Yusagi. Right. Like she's yeah. like, she's like a, she's a, a, you know, a slightly, more famous Usagi. <laughs> she's really great. Um, after after Chibi Moon, she's my favorite. And I, I just think it's really cool because she's supposed to be the leader of the scouts. And even though that's weird because clearly Sailor Moon is their leader, uh, I like the idea that they have an official leader anyway who is the same person. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I would say I would recommend this episode um, if for nothing else because you get to see that picture of the burger, but also because it's a fun, it's a very fun plot uh, with no Ray, <coughs> no Ray at all in this episode. Well, she, until, she until does the, until the no, very end. No, you saw end. her with with Mama too. Oh, oh right. yeah, you, you see her. You, you see her like saying, "Oh, this is so great." I remember, I remember going <laughs> and being like, "Yeah, okay." Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> this was a bad choice. Yeah, very, very little Ray, which is, is kind of surprising. Like, the show hasn't quite figured out how to handle its ensemble cast yet, uh, which I don't know if that's intentional or not, because really, the, unless my, uh, unless I'm mistaken, like, w- the only time that we're really going to see all five of the scouts together doing stuff together where they're all kind of equally important is, well, I mean, there, there's the finale and the, even the episode where that uh, uh, Moon Animate Makeup did, the, uh, the episode with the photo journal. Like, you know, Jupiter doesn't do a whole lot in that episode. That's mainly a Usagi and, and Ray story. So I feel like the finale is the only time that everything's going to come into place, which is, you know, fine because all those episodes that are focus episodes set up what happens in the finale right. uh, really well, I think. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, Jordan, thoughts yes. on this episode? Well, it was, again, it was a blast. Uh, this, this this is an episode that, just like you, had a huge effect on me as a young person, as a child when I watched it. I, I, uh, I, although, except for... So for me, it meant that they were, they were a couple, and for you, it didn't for some reason. <laughs> oh, because because Mercury and Jupiter are a couple, right, right, right. Um, but I do think it has some important life lessons you can take away. Oh, that's true. I I actually forgot that we do that segment. <laughs> wow. On the show. Uh, so I guess now is the time where we talk about what we learned from this episode. Now, Jordan, yes, I am curious. 
to know what lesson the American version uh, has provided. Do you have that queued up? I do. Here we go. Let me grab it. I know I'm not the best student in the world, like Greg and Amy, but it's important to take school seriously. <laughs> Yeah, you're learning more than just the subject matter. <laughs> and some people actually learn to be on time, Sailor Moon says. <laughs> this is this is my favorite Sailor Moon says yet, because without the visuals, it's just Sailor Moon going, I'm not a great student. <laughs> yeah, they're good. You should study. It's like long balls. The, the visuals barely help it because the visuals are stuff you just saw from the show. Like when it's like, you know, you learn stuff other than just, they just show the thing of him erasing and th dropping the eraser and her giving it back to him. Like that is meaningful in some way, which it is not. <laughs> uh, so Kat, what did you learn from this episode? Now is the time where we talk about what we learned. Uh, so Kat, what did yeah. you learn? Uh, so I'm going to take the easy one stretch because I'm curious. So I'm going to say I learned that uh, people look adorable when they eat hamburgers. Oh, oh no. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Figure it out. How dare you? <laughs> wow. Dagnabbit. Well, what did I learn then? <laughs> I, I need a minute to think about it. Yeah. What else was there to learn from this one? We uh, still don't know what Bun Bo is. I learned that if you uh, if you are a 14-year-old boy who frequently has dreams about your uh, pretty lady classmates uh, naked, then that is abnormal. You should be very worried about that. That is, that is you need to maybe go see a doctor. Horrible future. <laughs> Horrible future. Uh, Jordan, what did you learn? I, uh, I learned that, uh, you know what? I learned that school isn't everything and you shouldn't take exams too seriously. And even if you get a 600 out of 900, you're still the best character on the show. You learned the opposite lesson yeah, yeah. from what Sailor Moon learned. Right. Isn't that what I'm supposed to learn? You shouldn't <laughs> yeah, worry about these things. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, why not? Because you, you could be the smartest person in the class, but it just means that you have weird visions and you're not going to end up with a girl. Uh, Kat, any final thoughts on the episode? Um... I really like this one. I like how much of Ami you get to see, and I love how her friends uh, treat her throughout the episode. Like, towards the end, when she's giving um, uh, what's his name? Urawa uh, the photo, if you look at how Usagi and Jupiter look at her, that they're, they're like, huh? As though they didn't know that their friend could have such depth of emotion. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just he, handing, yeah. He's not like math. <laughs> right, exactly. They're just like, whoa, what? Our friend's a person. And uh, that's cool. It's cool that we get at least that little bit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I, it's it's a good one. It's a good one. I would recommend it. But yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode of Sailor Business. Uh, so Kat, could you please let everyone know where they can find you online? The best place to find me online is uh, at oneshotpodcast.com. Uh, aside from that, I guess I personally keep an Instagram and a Tumblr that are at Cat Murphy is Magic. Cool. I am on Twitter as at Crackshot, except instead of an O, it is a zero. I am on Twitter at the ISB. That's T-H-E-I-S-B, as in Bishoju Senshi Sailor Moon. And uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Sailor Business. Please follow it. Uh, let us know if you have any uh, Sailor Moon fan art, any Sailor Business fan art. No, no one has drawn you and me yet, Jordan. You're the only one to draw you and me. Yeah, feel uh, free to do that. That's awesome. We love that. Draw me and Jordan as tennis balls <laughs> and eating hamburgers. Why not? <laughs> eating tennis balls 
McDonald's eating hamburgers. The best. Uh, you can also find the show on iTunes, of course. And if you enjoy what we do on Sailor Moon uh, or on here on Sailor Business, why not give us a review or a rating? Uh, drop a little five stars on us and help other Sailor Moon fans find the show. Uh, that does it for this episode, but we will be back next week with The Painting of Love, Usagi and Memoru Get Closer. Ooh. <laughs> Until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Sailor Moon.